electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, what a morning. November CPI does come in light, up one-tenth. Annual rate, biggest decline in more than two years. Futures are soaring, dollar near a six-month low. We'll talk implications for the Fed as we also watch Sam Bankman frieds arrest we're going to begin with CPI fueling the rally this morning, Jim. Uh, you've said it's pretty remarkable. How much of this holds? Well, look, I think it's actually going to be better than holds. The, the areas that are still up are about to go down. I mean, apparel was something that was still up. Apparel's about to collapse. I think that the uh, used cars are down. But that's just a, uh, I'd say, just a prediction, basically, about how much, how much new supply is going to come on. I do believe that the housing chain has considerably slowed the number of houses that were, are being built. That will soon come uh, into fruition at the same time the mortgages are still high. Uh, energy is, is down and I think is going to have a hard time rallying from here. Uh, so, David, other than uh, staying at home for food, which is a little odd, basically mm-hmm. cereals where wheat is at a very big low, there's uh, Fed's one on almost everything. Now, they have to win for more than once, and they haven't won on wages. Right. But, right. Uh, it, it, but they've won on all these commodities. They won. They took it from producer to consumer. Now, look, I mean, we could get, if we still have a lot of help wanted. Well, it was still 6% uh, ex-food and energy. Right. No, that's what uh, they I mean, raise. 6% is not. They got a know, raise. Is not nothing. It still no, probably means a, a terminal rate of 5% or but, more, but, right? Well, I don't want to say 5%. I think no? that, that we've seen... The two-year was at 4.6. Probably could go back. But I, I don't there, – it's very hard for a buller who's a very rigorous guy to go back to the five to seven. <laughs> uh, I think that he can say, look, we can do five. And look, if, they, if the wages are still high, then this is not as important as we think. Mm-hmm. And they need more people, which means mm-hmm. they need more firings because it's not like they're creating new people. They need more firings. They need more engineers. They need more, a lot of things in the wrong place. We need 80,000 IRS agents. I mean, the government's created tremendous demand for people, and that's not changed. So get excited right. about commodities, but not, but not about what's wages house, coming not down, wages. which you've been pointing to which for quite Fed. some time that's why as the being. Fed's still in a bind. Right. Okay. So the Fed is still in a bind. So back to Carl's question is this rally for real? Um, we're still dealing with 6% inflation. Maybe we don't get to a 5% terminal rate. The Fed is still going to continue, in your opinion, to, to push things because wages continue to increase. And by the way, we still haven't seen the earnings revisions of significance. It would Many people believe that we're going to need in 23 to really bottom. Right, but I mean, yesterday was an important day because you saw a not-so-great uh, enterprise software company get a bid. You saw a not-so-great grill company get a bid. I mean, these are like substantially... Important. We're going to base the market's rally on Weber. Well, I'm just saying that there. <laughs> no, I'm saying there's a floor on a lot of stuff that yeah. there's a put yeah. by uh, by companies that 
are, I mean, look, the, I did a lot on the Amgen yesterday. I was too critical of that deal because Amgen really does have an international pipeline. Those guys can run that stuff through. It takes forever because that's, that's why Pfizer bought uh, Nurtech, the, the Biohaven, because yes. they have the international. But, Carl, I mean, look, it's going their way. I mean, I'm like, is this, do you want to buy up here? I never buy up openings. They don't make sense. There's always a chance during the day where someone comes out, they have some rumor or something weaker. But without the wages coming down, you have to be careful. Yeah. You need the wages coming down. Yeah. I mean, um, people are slicing it up a bunch of different ways this morning. But one way to look at it is core X shelter month on month two months of negative REITs. Right. And negative that, and REITs. That, right. And that's that's very positive. And I think that, that shelter is a combination. A lot of good pieces. There was a good piece in the journal today about how, you know, you raise rates that does not help the shelter situation. But I would point out, David, that the shelter situation has been hurt by supply chain, like many others. And once you can get these homes in the finish, we'll hear from Lenar. Lenar is going to say, I think that the demand is not as strong as it was. Uh, but we... We need to, I mean, I always hate to say it because it sounds so heartless, but we need Amazon fires X and Google fires X and this guy lays off this. And we don't have that yet. So they're still going to be bidding up some things, but they're not bidding up furniture. They're not bidding up apparel. It's like, you, go to the, you go to the supermarket, they're still bidding up some finished, they're not bidding up beef and chicken, which is why Tyson hasn't been doing that well. Right. But they're, they're bidding up vacations. Let them bid up vacations. Although airline travel was down in this, a suspect number. Yeah, I would question that. Yeah. Some of the guidance this morning out of uh, JetBlue and Save, for example, not exactly robust. No. Although this United order, I'm yeah, going to say United, yep. United obviously helps. Uh, David, you know what's not mentioned here in terms of deflation? Tell me. SEC charges Samuel Bankman free. <laughs> Staggering. Uh, yeah, staggering. You, staggering. You want to uh, the beginning. You want no, to? I don't know if we can. You want to move on to SPF I don't want to and to that crypto? Is that you no, had enough just, on the market? Or? No, no, bonds are going it's the okay, right you way. Okay, no, you can. I'm not. You can. Just, I'm just saying that we need the other piece of the puzzle, which is that you can't have a couple of months of good numbers without hearing that wages have peaked and are going down or flat, because you know you have these things like medical. It has insurance going higher. Motor insurance. Well, you know that those cycles are hard. We need every cycle broken. The cycle. The notion. It's going you, to take a while. Right. The notion that I mean, you go to Costco, and the Costco guys will say, "All right, so now we look at this. We look at at, at the news release, and we say, okay, who's raised price? Because now we can go back to them and say, you know, now you're going to roll price back. Mm-hmm. Now Costco's quarter. Some people felt wasn't that great. Well, Costco's business is to try to volume. And they're going to go to everybody who's raised prices, and they're going to say, hey, you know what? We got another guy. We got an outfit called Kirkland. Mm-hmm. And, our, and this Kirkland brand is better than your brand. That's what they do. Right. You ever go up against Kirkland? No. You don't want to. Okay, I'll keep that in yeah, mind. It's like the Spartans. It's like the who? Spartans. Oh, the yeah. Spartans. Yeah. yeah. Spartans. <laughs> Uh, Jim mentions the developments around Sam Bankman-Friedman this morning. The SEC did charge FTX's founder uh, and former CEO with defrauding investors Jesus. in the bankrupt crypto trading platform. In a statement, SEC Chair Gensler said, quote, we allege that Sam Bankman-Friedman built a house of cards on a foundation of deception while telling investors that it was one of the safest buildings in crypto. The alleged fraud committed by Mr. Bankman-Friedman is a clarion call to crypto platforms that they need to come into compliance with our laws. 
Bankman Freed also facing criminal charges after being arrested in the Bahamas last night at the request of the U.S. government. Southern District expected to unseal that indictment this morning. Uh, CNBC has confirmed the charges include wire fraud, wire fraud conspiracy, securities fraud, securities fraud conspiracy, and money laundering. He'll no longer testify at this morning's House Financial Services hearing, but uh, new FTX CEO John Ray is set to testify in the next hour, Jim, and we do expect to hear at least some of that. Well, you read the right, you read the right paragraph. I mean, this notion, everyone's got to listen to this, okay? Just listen to this. Call Ray and read it. The alleged fraud committed by Bank of Freed is a clarion call to crypto platforms that they need to come into compliance with laws. Okay. There aren't. They could go after every single exchange. Everyone. Who's every- not in compliance. Binance. They go after Coinbase. They can go after anybody. Because the, these, these companies have spent millions, billions, to yep. try to get people even on the SEC, get Congress people. To say, listen, we're broker-dealers if we claim, we're market makers if we claim, we're anything we want if we claim. But I've been waiting for the Fed to say, I'm waiting for someone in the Fed, federal government, to say this. You must come in. You think Binance is in compliance? Well, it's, you, you think, know, you bring Binance up. Is and in Binance is a focus this morning for, for uh, any number of people in, uh, who are focused on If you had your money in Binance, crypto. how would you feel? Um, they did uh, earlier today temporarily halt some withdrawals of the USDC ah, on the okay. ETH and BNB chains. That finest price, he, the BNB is taking a hit, by the way. We he's should point going out. To, the guys, the, um, the SEC guys who were saying it was like FinTech, we love it. Gonzo. Um, I mean, just like, hey, look, Gensler's declared war. Now he shouldn't, sure, he should have declared war before this. All right. But there were people in government who believed that this was all fintech. It was good. It was innovation. It was blockchain. Does Amazon use blockchain? How much does Google use blockchain? You think those guys are dumb? Use blockchain? Oh, what are you putting that stuff up? Jesus. But we're showing we're showing any number of the people who invested in FTX. And listen, it does go to the to the. Um, the lack of diligence, perhaps, on the part of many of these investors. Well, the, halo, the, piece? the halo that surrounded, the piece? that surrounded Mr. Bankman-Fried for quite some period of time when, yeah. at least according to the government, he is nothing more than a complete and total fraud. Um, yeah, the you That's know, the you ha- uh, Using Alameda is essentially is his bank almost, uh, so basically, bad. or FTX is his bank, and Alameda so as his ab- saying, oh, yeah, I'll, here, I'll write you a note. I owe, you, I owe you FTX billions of dollars and then going and obviously using the money that was borrowed, so to speak, by Alameda to finance all sorts of things, including apartments in the Bahamas that we've talked about, political donations, all of this, of course, in the complaint. And, Carl, it will be interesting to see what the U.S. attorney's indictment looks like as well, uh, given all of those charges. Obviously, there was some disappointment today, including from members of Congress, that Mr. Bankman-Fried will not be testifying. Yeah, um, Maxine Waters put a statement out, sort of <laughs> indicating she was a bit disappointed that True. he will not be hot. Second bad day. Uh, second bad thing this week for Tom Brady after that horrible game. <laughs> no, sacked many times. Uh, yeah, he did not have a good game, no, and bad, obviously, bad, bad couple, um, bad couple there are any him. number of celebrities that we've talked about a number of times have been involved with FTX and were compensated in different ways. Some of which 
did not work out well for them. Well, he and Giselle were still... Unless you took cash, it didn't work out well for Steph you. Steph Curry, man, he's a good guy. We don't know how much of that was in-kind payment, right? Yes. Oh, we, I know. I, we, we had a Mr. Wonderful on. But, Jim, I think the more important question what? now, beyond obviously following the fate of Mr. Bankman-Fried, who has been speaking so openly and bizarrely to the likes of, of course, our Andrew Ross Sorkin, um, and who now, I guess, is incarcerated. It's never been done. Um, the focus now has got to be on, on um, you know, let's hear from finance. Let's let's well, hear from any number of these other exchanges. Did you because, see this tweet from John Reed Stark? Because there the, is money leaving some of the, these. The former chief's uh, SEC Office of Internet Enforcement. That sounds like a real job. He says, um, as predicted, SBF is in jail. Well, yeah. My next prediction is that the SEC will file a sweep of cases against crypto exchanges. Fail not at your pearl at Coinbase. Let me just publicly trade stuff. Um. Well, we're going to see. The wires right now, Reuters has uh, an item that the CFTC will bring charges alleging fraud of digital commodity assets. Reuters uh, citing a source there. Let's bring in our Kate Rooney to uh, talk about the developments surrounding uh, Freed, FTX. I know you were talking earlier this morning, Kate, about the timing of all of this and why you would want to uh, not have him uh, testify under oath. Yeah, absolutely. And Carl, just to mention the CFTC there, we've also confirmed with the source that they are coming out with their own Complaint in addition to what we expect to hear from SDNY and what we heard from the SEC. You guys talked about it pretty colorful language there, saying it was a brazen fraud, as they called it, from the get-go. In terms of the timing here, Maxine Waters, other lawmakers uh, have voiced frustration in the idea that Sam Bankman-Fried is not going to be able to testify despite agreeing to do so. He had said that he wouldn't testify in front of the Senate tomorrow, but had agreed to show up uh, at least over Zoom here for the House Financial Services Committee. Legal experts I'm talking to, again, question some of the timing, but say, if anything, it suggests that the feds and the DOJ here did not want to give him any more chances to poison a potential jury, as they put it. Um, the, you know, there's questions about he's done hours and hours of media testimony. He's done DealBook. He's done podcasts and these Twitter spaces. They wanted to cut it off there and say that he's already painted public opinion in a lot of ways. They had what they needed, they, and they wanted to get ahead of it, although some people don't buy that. Others that I've talked to say they just wanted to stop the SBF show, as they, they put it, and uh, he had another chance to go out there publicly in front of Congress, although this would have been the first time we heard from him under oath. So obviously the bar is much higher there than doing you know, a podcast, for example. Yeah. Um- Kid, I want to come to you on, on what's going on right now in crypto, though, specifically Binance. Um, some reports, you know, of a wave of withdrawals uh, yesterday that's carried on today. What do we know at this point? So Nansen put out some numbers. It was about $1.6 billion worth of withdrawals. They're halting withdrawals for one particular cryptocurrency, USDC. It's what they call a stable coin. It's pegged to the price of a dollar. They've said that's because they're doing what they called a coin swap. And uh, there's some technical jargon in there. They said that they'll update investors when the banks open. But the bottom line here is people are nervous about any sort of centralized exchange. Uh, and for good reason, based on what's happened to FTX and some of the trust there, CZ, who's the CEO of Binance, has come out and said, you know, that's not true. Some of these allegations aren't right. But you've also got reports that the DOJ is considering uh, 
prosecuting Binance at this point uh, with anti-money laundering laws and some KYC and AML banking regulation. So they are absolutely the biggest global platform at this point. They've got about 75 percent of the global crypto trading volume. So they're one to watch and one that investors I'm talking to say you know, is they're really, really a high profile exchange right now. And it's worth paying attention to, although we don't have any signs yet that there's any potential for bankruptcy. But this uh, USDC stablecoin situation that I mentioned is something people are watching. We'll see when the banks open and we'll try to get more clarity from Binance. We've reached out a couple times here, but they did have uh, a report out last week, didn't they, Kate, uh, in terms from uh, what a firm called Mazar showing, you know, Bitcoin reserves and how collateralized or over collateralized they were. Are there any concerns about that? There are. And any of these like, um, proof of reserves, as they call them, there has have been questions, although a lot of these exchanges have tried to get ahead of questions around if their cryptocurrencies and deposits are backed one to one. There's talk about you know, that. That is a snapshot in time. There's a potential for cherry picking there and just showing a portion of the balance sheet. So there's not hey, Kate, Kate, full uh, trust. Kate, in that. Which one of these alphas has a, a mole? Justice has someone in these. It's obvious that justice has someone either has a wire or is willing to comply. This has got to be one of those where you want to be the first to say, look, I know. I mean, that's the way it works. This is a sweep. In a sweep, someone talks so that they don't go to jail and rats out everybody. Who do we know? Yeah, so, Jim, some of the lawyers I've been talking to say that's the likely scenario here. We haven't confirmed that. Caroline Ellison is the CEO of Alameda, which is Sam Bankman-Fried's quant trading firm that the SEC mentioned that they were, there was blatant commingling of funds. Sam Bankman-Fried has been out there implicitly implying that Caroline Ellison and those at Alameda knew about this while he didn't. You know, that was sort of his argument in all these media interviews. Lawyers I've been talking to say the, the pace and the velocity at which they were able to bring charges suggests that there was a whistleblower internally. And yeah. I, we don't know who it is yet, but I, that is the expectation that somebody has sort of sped this up by, by providing more information than they might have gotten otherwise. Yeah. But there's a lot of talk about Caroline Ellison. Uh, and and yeah, Carl, it does seem like they're no, It's like they're going after stuff, people. They're not going after the company. Kate's got good reporting here. There isn't anyone in compliance with this stuff. Jesus, this stuff, the fact that, by the way, that they're all up. Everybody who's watching gets a great opportunity. To do what? To get their money back oh, before yeah. the other people get their money You back. said never too late. No, if never you can get your late. money out ahead of the other guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, remember, they all said that you're all safe here. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like... Um, safe is a relative term. Like today, they might be safe, but tomorrow, maybe not as safe. You're getting a chance to get out now. Kate, we appreciate it. Uh, talk soon. Kate Rooney this morning. Still to come today, uh, Boeing's Dave Calhoun is going to join us on United's massive jet order, one of the biggest orders in recent years. Take a look at futures here. Obviously, green, dollar below 104. It's going to take you back to June, two year 412, VIX below 22. Back in a minute. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Methane management is a critical part of achieving a lower carbon future. 
Chevron is taking action to keep methane in the pipe. Their 2028 upstream methane intensity target is set to be 53% below the 2016 baseline. They're committed to evolving facility designs and operating practices. And they've trialed over 13 advanced detection technologies, including drones and satellites. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash methane. Futures obviously much stronger. S&P is going to take aim at that December 1st high of about 4,100. Anything above that's going to take you back to, say, late August. Obviously on the heels of that cooler than expected uh, CPI number this morning. So much to get to. More Squawk on the Street when we return. All right, welcome back. We're going to do a, a mad dash. Of course, got an opening bell about six minutes from now. Uh, Oracle always reports earnings when nobody else does. No, it's true. And uh, stock's going to be up as a result. It's an expensive stock. And you, you could argue it sells at only 16 times earnings. This is not enough. Uh, Safricots with just a tour de force quarter. Uh, they really, when she says it was an outstanding quarter, it really was. Because they took this thing, Cerner, which you remember. Yes. And they've really blown it out. And I think Cerner is going to become the de facto system that most national health insurance companies are going to be built on. And a lot of large hospital chains, which we know are currently uh, epic. I think it could be an epic decline of epic. Because you don't want to go against Larry Ellison. Ellison was in great form last night, talking about how you've got to take us seriously because everybody is taking us seriously. Uh, talking about Azure relationship with cloud. Uh, this was just one of the final Oracle course calls I've ever ha- ever heard. I've always loved them for being concise, and I think Safra Katz is a genius who is not recognized because she's not a self-promoter. However, she's putting up amazing numbers, and this stock is too cheap. Uh, and it, it has held up a lot better than the broader. And it's just a buy. I mean, index, the Nasdaq, the Cer- and or many right. large Cer- cap Cerner tech was companies. Was a second-rate company being brought into the real world. Yeah. With good technology, and Oracle's blowing out the real technology. And I got a feeling, healthcare still is behind when it comes to digitization, and they're going to use Cerner to get in everywhere. Now they're talking about Cleveland Clinic, Mayo. Now I don't know. I mean, some of these things you don't know who's in there already. They say they're in. There's a lot of ways you can be in. But the way Oracle, this, this is an Oracle the likes of which people have not reckoned with yet. Okay. And uh, I was very impressed with the call. And I am not impressed with the analysts who just kind of think, oh, it's Oracle. Kind of like IBM at 120. Oh, it's IBM. Well, we'll be Reason. watching Oracle. And speaking of healthcare, we're also going to keep an eye on shares of Merck and Moderna on uh, yes. promising results from a uh, trial involving both those companies for day. treatment of melanoma. The opening bell. What a day. Right after this. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. We've shown you futures this morning in light of what CPI did. We watched the two-year as well. Jim mentioned going from 4.6, got down to 4.12 this morning. Dollar two is going to be a story. Remember when that was uh, 114? Uh, Now below 104. Huge implications for multinational So what's going to happen? Oracle do stuff in pots and currency. If it's in, in non 
constant, then the numbers aren't so good. Well, guess what? The numbers are going to be really good. And when you get the decline, let's use PepsiCo as a good example. When you, or Coca-Cola. When you get the decline in the raw cost and you get the change in the dollar, then you're looking for upside surprises the like of what you haven't thought about. So, I mean, sometimes it's just really good. We do need, again, wages could be the thing that makes us so pal is not on board. Now, here's something interesting. Coinbase is up three and a half. Now, that's people what? Getting the heads of those people. They're like, yeah, Coinbase. Ah, that's it. Well, I mean, you know, not everything's up by the end of the day. But it's good. I mean, I, I share the good faith, the ear of good feeling that I'm getting. Uh, yeah, uh, close to 4,100 this morning. Uh, S&P's up 103. By the way, the big board today, it's J.M. Smucker uh, celebrating its 125th anniversary at the NASDAQ. It's Nickelodeon and CBS Sports celebrating a Nickelodeon's Holy NFL Nickmas game. Jim, wh- what about the notion that you, uh, you, you buy the print but sell the Fed presser? Well, I think that actually... I just think you should be careful right here. I mean, okay, here's a good example. Let's just use what's going on right now. James Smucker's ringing the bell. Now, they had unbelievable numbers for peanut butter, shortening, fruit spreads, canned milk. These are all up in price. So, I mean, that's how that stock is up 14% for the year and is at a 52-week high. And those are still part of the problem. Now, Smucker's a great company, and they deserve to put through price increases. They've been involved in price wars forever. But the fact that stock cannot go up at the same time that the Fed uh, cools things. They have to, the Fed has to go 50. Somehow, Smucker's got to get a better supply chain, and somehow Costco. I, I pick on Costco because the other guys tend not to say, hey, listen, do you want to be in? I've dealt with Costco from the food side. You know, I've had a big order from Costco, and then prepared massive order for ready for the next one and Costco said no that was that was, was one off it was really good and then the, you know then it's like well no no you see like we made a lot they said well, we don't care you charge too much oh, okay that's what's going to happen so if you're charging too much they will find someone who makes it cheaper that's, and that's, that's how prices that's literally what they did with their hot dog long ago yeah. hot dog vendor wanted to you increase don't. and they were like we'll make it ourselves yeah oh no Costco uh, uh, Kirkland they they know that their brand is superior to the they're the to the public label brand so to speak so David what happens is is that Costco which which had an okay quarter people didn't like it um, and they're gonna put through they're gonna give you a special dividend I believe but Costco is the arbiter not the government uh, Costco just says listen you want to be in cut your price right Walmart does not do that as much well Walmart was known for doing that for many many years but the food this is yeah although they are the they're the biggest they're the biggest grocer, grocer in the, world. In the, in the Now, I in think I'm waiting for Dan Bartlett to call me and say, Jim, we do it all the time. Yeah. Because, go ahead, Dan, just call me. Just get it over <laughs> with. Get it over with. Oh, Nate um, Burleson ringing the NASDAQ opening bell. While, I while, like guys, Nate. Yep. While oh, we I wait for it. that call, um, guys, I did want to mention, I mentioned it at the end of your mad dash, Jim, but it is worth taking a look at shares of uh, Moderna this morning. Uh, yeah. Up 15%. Uh, Merck not really moving any more than the a group of which it's a part. But the news this morning uh, for Moderna uh, is uh, an investigational personalized mRNA va- uh, cancer vaccine in combination with Keytruda. Remember, Keytruda, of course, is right. the giant Merck drug uh, for any number of different um, cancers. Um, they used it uh, 
to treat uh, and cited clinical meaningful improvements in the primary endpoint of recurrence-free survival uh, for people with stage three and four melanoma. Um, and that was following a complete resection, obviously, of the melanoma itself. Uh, and that's good. Uh, that's 44% uh, reduce the risk of recurrence or death by 44%. That's being viewed quite positively. Again, Merck, not really moving any less in the market, far less, Jim, but, but uh, Moderna's shares are up almost 16% on the news. Well, I, I think it's important to remember, we got a lot of deals that were really awful, lost a lot, lost a lot of money. Uh, I was at, in 2019, I went to the JP Morgan Healthcare Conference, and there was this guy came up to me, he said, hey, I had a deal. And I said, ah, oh, what deal? He goes, Moderna. I said, oh, my God, your, your stock fell 6%. I mean, I, what the heck is that? I mean, it went to 22 and then immediately fell. And he goes, I have, I have the development of a vaccine for cancer. And I said, yeah, so do I. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he said, could you please interview me? I said, well, I can't. I have to speak to people who are, you know, a little more kind of sub. He says, no, I, I really have it. So I put him on, and he seemed, he had this great accent. You know? And I finished, and I, I turned to my executive producer, Regina Gilgan, and I said, did we just present someone who's just, like, making stuff up? And she said, no, I, I think he might be for real. I said, but you can never have a, how do you have a vaccine for cancer? This guy, first of all, he had the first one against COVID in February. Yes. And then he is this. Yes. Maybe I mean, the guy. The reason I mean, we know Moderna, of course, is for the COVID well, but uh, vaccine. Just, I mean, but you're talking about Stefan Bansell, who's yeah. the CEO. Yeah. I mean, Weber Grill went to a premium. You love talking about Traeger, that Weber Grill. Traeger went to a premium, but not, more, but not Moderna. How many, how many cancer vaccines does Traeger have? <laughs> They've got a, maybe they sell a, a needle that you stick into the steak, you know, uh, well. temperature. No. That could I'm, be. Bansell did say, he said, uh, this is a, given the data, it's a COVID-like moment for me. He's so good. Although it's not been independently reviewed. No, he is so good. He is so no, for real. But Merck is pretty rigorous, so they're not going to put so? their name on a uh, uh, press release. So you know, you're telling me that Merck is better than Traeger is what you're saying. Yes, I am. I, your fascination with grills is uh, a mystery to me, oh, but yes. the symbol is cook, I always think. Uh, and, and, and Pepperidge Farm cookies. Those are that's. Campbell's had a great you. quarter, but they're going to also be and spam. Faced with he, this, yeah. We this know we love spam. That's where melon was fantastic. Yes, it is fantastic. I had regular yes. spam and I had the figgy pudding spam. We watched you eat and it. And I just think that I also had the Hormel chili, and I'm going to be on the record. I mean, the record. My wife said, "I want the Milano cookies from Pepperidge Farm in, for dinner instead of the Hormel, uh, the chili in it." I have the Hormel pulled chicken. I'm having that for tonight. Jim, a lot of uh, downgrades in the financial services space. Yeah. Uh, Affirm, Hood, Discovery, uh, Key, or I'm sorry, KBW cutting the banks outright to well, market weight. There's also negative because they think, look, we're going to have to have a really bad recession. These are all pieces based on the fact that the consumer is in trouble. Uh, I think that the market today is saying pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. The consumer's not in trouble. It made sense. I don't know. I thought they were too negative. I know that there's going to be some defaults, but hey, American Express top pick by Bank of America. I thought that was a good idea. People are traveling. But there, you know, a firm has been pretty much beat up. Uh, uh, these things, it's kind of, you're a short seller, David, of, yeah. of upstart. Even I confess that perhaps it's time to cover. Really? Some of it, yeah. 
Well, I mean, you know, let's say if the Fed's, let's say the Fed raises just another percentage point. Yeah. Well, some of these companies are going to make it. I don't like this up opening because, I mean, you'll get a stock like Disney that's up really big. And there's nothing in the number that's good for Disney. So then the sellers of Disney come right in because they think that Disney's a pitiful, helpless giant. And you paid the top price. And, well, you did badly. You shouldn't have done that. That was bad. A lot of the winners at the open, at least, are housing-related. Pulte is up there, uh, DR Horton and some others. Well, Lenore, I, th- I think Lenore's going to do well. Look, Toll did well, but only in relation to the fact that you thought that they were going to crumble. Lenore's charter's really great. Uh, Lenore's tw- uh, reports uh, tomorrow, so that's why I'm focused on it. Uh, and you mentioned Oracle already, but it's Oracle's worth coming back to again because you very, you're very positive on the quarter. Obviously, you're joined by a number of analysts as well who, who like the print there, um, Jim. And that stock is, as we saw, it was going to be up about four plus percent. Well, it should. I mean, why is it so now 17 times earnings? I mean, it's a very good company. Carl, some of these companies are not expensive, but everyone thinks that the, we're all involved with enterprise software. Thank you, Toma Bravo. They're like, Toma Bravo's like a, you know, it's kind of like a golden calf, Dothan. Mm. Pete, can you do your, do your average, Rob, before we go away? Come on, you're so... Where is your God now, Moses? <laughs> All right, let's, let's move on. Golden calf references. <laughs> um, I think it was his birthday yesterday. Uh, it hey, was. Joey had one of the greatest art collections in the world. Really? Unbelievable. He gave it to the uh, Israel Museum. Tell me something. Oh, fabu- fabulous collection. Uh, Kate Rooney's got some more on the CFTC news regarding FTX this morning. Kate? Hey, Carl. Yeah, so we did get that complaint from the CFTC. They're accusing Sam Bankman-Fried, FTX, and Alameda of fraud and fraudulent misstatements of material fact here. The CFTC is also looking to bar Sam Bankman-Fried, FTX, and Alameda from any future transactions involving digital assets that are commodities. Guys, this is similar to what we heard from the SEC. There's a bit of overlap in this complaint here, but the CFTC says, unbeknownst to all but a small circle of insiders, FTX customer deposits were regularly accepted, held by, and or appropriated by Alameda for its own use. They say that violated FTX's terms of service. uh, CFTC here goes on to say that at Bankman-Fried's discretion, FTX executives created features in the underlying code for FTX that allowed Alameda to essentially maintain an unlimited line of credit here. They say the company Alameda that Sam Beckman-Fried had also founded had an unfair advantage on the platform, including quicker execution times and an exemption from some of the auto liquidation and the risk management procedures that it had in place. They also talk about some of the hundreds of millions of dollars in what they call poorly documented loans from Alameda that they used to purchase luxury real estate and property, make political donations, and they also talked about some other unauthorized uses here. They also say that FTX was never registered with the CFTC despite having employees and personnel based in the U.S. here. It's about a 40-page complaint. We'll bring you any other headlines here, but it's the latest from U.S. regulators. We are still waiting on the SDNY for that unsealed indictment. Back to you. Uh, Kate, pretty remarkable uh, as uh, we start to, I guess, assemble, Jim, what you think is going to be a wave of uh, yeah, regulation. It, it, I think it's going to be a sweep. I think that that statement, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for the broad statement from the SEC saying, listen, you got to get in compliance because no one's, these firms are not in compliance. Remember, a lot of them were formed with the idea that 
the government has really no right, and we're, but we'll call ourselves whatever we want, we'll do whatever we want, and I think a lot of them, including many that we're familiar with that are still involved, will be, oh, you know, they're saying, come clean. Come you clean. need to uh, explain what compliance is, Jim. What, you know, like in, in the sense would... of if the SEC comes and says, we need you to prove you're in compliance. Right, well, let's say if your fidelity, um, and it's got this buck that you use for money market. Yeah. Well, they're allowed to come in, they can storm in tomorrow and say, okay, I wanna know where, what, what do you have? What's in that? And you gotta show them the, all the things. Well, you think finance shows them everything? Right, right. Uh, we'll, we'll continue to cover it. Of course, the hearing coming up at the House uh, in just a little while. In the meantime, we mentioned that order from United of some Boeing planes, a major order of 787 Dreamliners. Joining us this morning for a CNBC exclusive, our own Phil LeBeau has Boeing's president and CEO, Dave Calhoun. Hey, Phil. Hey, Carl. Not just a major order, the largest ever commercial airplane order in the U.S. history. Yeah. Put, put this into some perspective for people, because I think there are orders, and then there are orders. Yeah, I, without a doubt. Um, this is remarkable in many, many respects. First, a big thank you to United for being bold at exactly that moment in time when you should be bold and can be bold. So I give them all the credit in the world. But the, this order is a testimony to the sort of the post-max Boeing, in my opinion, and the 8-7 in particular. You know, it would be okay if this 787 program leadership decided to go hide in a quarter when the max issues were as, as, as difficult as they were. They didn't. They interrogated themselves. They looked at everything across the board. They had to hit the pause button for the better part of a year, as frustrating as it was. And they've come out. They got it recertified and now in order that substantiates what this airplane means to the world, it's amazing. You already have said we're gonna be increasing 787 production down here in Charleston. But this strengthens that backlog, doesn't it? As you go up oh. to five next year, and then ultimately down the road to 10 a month? It's significant, without a doubt. It's a cornerstone order in every respect. Um, again, I give lots of credit to the United leadership team for understanding the world's supply constraints and wanting to get that or in the water, if you will. Um, but there will be more to come, and I'm very confident that this airplane and that production rate, will we will see that through. You know the critics are out there saying you guys and your counterparts in Europe are talking about increasing production, but you've got a supply chain that remains fragile in many regards. You've got inflation, and you've got labor shortages in different pockets of the industry around the world. How long does that last, and how much does it constrain uh, plans to increase production over the next couple of years? I can't uh, answer that last part decisively because it is a set of supply constraints that moves around and it hits us in places we're not expecting at times. But slowly and steadily, we will overcome those constraints. I, I expect next, this next year to be a tough year. I expect us to get beyond this in the following year and then uh, it'll be a question of just how high do the rates ultimately get. But this is not a uh, one quarter, two quarter fix. This is a steady, whack-a-mole kind of situation, and that's what we're doing. I give uh, the industry leaders credit. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's been honest and open about it, including our competitors. Uh, we're just dealing with it one, one, one moment at a time. Dave, Jim's got a question for you. Jim? Yeah, uh, Dave, congratulations first on the order. Hi. Fantastic. Yeah, thank uh, you, Jim. Dave, you once told me that there'll come a day when the Chinese will rue that they waited and waited and waited, and then they got nothing and they thought they were kings, and it turns out, this is my term, 
their pawns. Are we near that day where the Chinese are too late to get our planes? Well, Jim, I, I can't and won't use quite as sharp a language. Um, we've just had to deal with the realities that we've faced, and that is that for ge geopolitical reasons, I'm guessing, um, we have been unable to make the deliveries that we would like to make to our Chinese customers. We're going to continue to support them. We stand ready. We want to deliver them airplanes. But in this period of time, with such global demand at our, uh, right at our doorstep, we have to take advantage of that market. And we have to move airplanes that have been sitting for too long. But, but Dave, I mean, let's be clear. There, there, are two, uh, there are two airplane makers. The Chinese have been playing a game with us for a long time. The Chinese truly think that they rule because they got the most money. I don't see them having a lot of money. I see them having a lot of COVID. I don't see them doing anything. Is it entirely possible that they're just going to be in the queue like every other country that we never thought would ever get a plane? Well, um, again, uh, I, I, I'm going to be careful not to use sharp language. It's a big and important customer in the long run. But, but there is a queue. And we can't just manage other customers out um, uh, for their benefit. We have to manage the queue. They're all important. United is critically important. Uh, we've got many more. So, yes, there is a queue, and ultimately uh, China, as, as in the case of other customers, are going to have to live with that. We still have airplanes on the tarmac that they can take. Dave, uh, a lot of people are looking at the next two weeks and they're saying you've got the 737 MAX 7 and 10 certification deadline. If a waiver is not in place by then, People originally were saying, that's it, Boeing's going to throw in the towel and they're not going to build these planes. What, what happens if there's not a waiver in place by the end of the year? Well, first, uh, you know, uh, in this case, I think we have to all be careful not to put too much weight on the deadline itself. Deadlines are not good for CERT. That's the point. They're not good for the regulator to get its job done. They're not good for us in trying to certify that airplane. So we simply want that, that date to go away and allow the regulator to do its job and ultimately certify a safe airplane. We have to make safe choices every step of the way. That's what this is. The 7 and the 10 are safe choices. This is the right alerting system in this airplane. And ultimately, every next derivative improves the whole family of airplanes. So uh, that is the case we're making. Simple as that. Are you confident you get the waiver or there is some kind of a, a decisions where you will be able to make the seven and the ten and you'll be able to say, I don't know, sometime early next year at the latest or at some point, yes, it's definitely going to be made and it will be certified. We're just going to continue to work with the legislator to get these dates removed, to extend. Um, if they want to attach a provision or two, we get it. Um, everything will be safety related. That's what we're up to. That's what our regulator is up to. We simply got to get through that. I'm not going to speculate of outcomes down the road. Uh, I believe we're just going to get this done. Dave Calhoun, yeah. CEO of Boeing on a day, guys. And, and you hear me say this a lot of times. There are orders and then there are orders. This is one of those, there are orders. 200 firm airplanes yeah. ordered by United, largest ever in commercial aviation here in the U.S. Guys, back to you. Uh, Phil, much appreciated as always. That's our Phil LeBeau and Dave Calhoun. Thank you, guys. Uh, I'll take a break here. Dow holding on to some decent gains, not quite as much as futures had implied, but Dow's up 540. Uh, we are still hovering just south of 4,100 on the S&P as we watch bonds as well. We did mention uh, two-year got down to 412 or so, 10-year, uh, 342 or so. Take a look at the uh, 
the table there ahead of a very important Fed meeting tomorrow. Back in a minute. We are watching SEC, CFTC, and now the Southern District this morning. Let's get back to Kate Rooney. Kate. Hey, Carl. So this is an eight-count indictment from the Southern District of New York. Uh, the FTX founder, Sam Bankman fried is being charged with wire fraud, money laundering, and conspiracy to defraud the United States and campaign finance regulations. Federal prosecutors in the Southern District of New York just unsealed these charges. SDNY says this started around 2019 up until November 2022 when the company filed for bankruptcy. They say that Sam Bankman fried did this willfully and knowingly. Charge one here, count one here, conspiracy to commit wire fraud on customers. There's also one uh, here that conspiracy to commit wire fraud on lenders, wire fraud on lenders, conspiracy to commit commodities fraud. Count six here, conspiracy to commit securities fraud, conspiracy to commit money laundering. And then count eight here is conspiracy to defraud the United States and violate campaign finance laws. So we officially have that unsealed indictment here. But Sam Bankman-Fried being charged on eight counts. Back to you. Kate, appreciate it very much. Uh, Jim, as we uh, await the hearing, what can uh, Ray add to all of this? Well, look, I I think he's not the guy. Um, I think they have everything they need. I think that they've been waiting. uh, Everybody's been waiting to say, listen, these companies have to be in compliance with the law. And now Gensler said it. So I think that Ray's going to say, listen, we're going to be compliant with the law. Uh, none of these other current companies yeah. is. Ray's uh, responsibility is to restructure the company and right. try and return as much as possible to creditors. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not I sure have, how instructive his testimony is going to be about what, what took place at, uh, at, uh, yeah, at uh, oh, FTX. I found it. What's that? This is what you're going to get back. 20 bucks? Yeah. Over. That's it. No, probably a little less. <laughs> a little this less. This is Scott Jefferson. I think that it's probably going to end up having Lincoln. He was a great man. That would be quite unfortunate, but that obviously is That's what a people part have. of everything that we're covering this morning. You're not going to get anything the Billions back of dollars firms. that You're Mr. Bankman Freed took from FTX. You read that. You read the, uh, the SE. You put read what Gensler said. There's nothing. There's some great it's folks. Got some great houses, maybe Airbnb. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing. Yeah, the Albany I mean, there's Club. nothing. My guys say there's nothing. Well, like, there's some apartments. Those, well, are, those yeah, can get those sold. Apparently not. You can't even get to them. Mm. This guy was really clever. He was clever, more clever than than Boski. More clever. I don't know. Made. I don't know. He's more clever than all of these guys. We'll see how clever he is. Right now, he's. Uh, yeah, we'll see how long he spends behind bars potentially, or whether, to your point, he gets off. It could buy you a Smucker's Uncrustable, and you get change. Very nice. Speaking of which, Jim, uh, what's on MAD tonight? I don't even know. Okay, no, I got y'all. Yeah, I have David Gibbs. Oh, but yeah, I thought, they, they raised their yeah, long-term no, guide good. today. Yeah, the guide is great, and the quarter's good, and the pizza's great, and the KFC's delicious. And just you know, don't take the skin if you don't if you're worried about your weight. And speaking of your weight, I want you everyone to write down a word, okay? I want you to write down Rattata True Died. Rattata True Died, which lost you can get in this trial, which I'm gonna leave here right now and get in this trial before I get my money out of those various guys. 22 to 24% weight loss. 
Retatrutai. 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 Let us know how that works out. 22 to 24%. I'm a new man. I'm getting that darn trial. We'll see you tonight, Jim. Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. When we come back, we'll take you to House Financial Services. Keep an eye on this hearing as we are holding these opening levels of about 4,100. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.